Welcome to the inner room, a space where we ponder the inner movements of our heart to find God by finding examples and instructions in daily scripture readings. The emotions in our hearts can help us or hinder us in our spiritual journey. Open your heart, explore your emotions, and align thoughts and emotions with God's plans for you. When we learn to feel and align our emotions, we advance in our prayer life by loving more deeply, remaining in peace more often, and finding courage for the journey of life. My name is Sofia Fonseca de Niño, and a big shout out to my son Marco Niño, producer of this podcast. Sit back or walk with us. You are most welcome here. Friends, today the Church celebrates the Memorial of Our Lady of Sorrows. It is a feast that commemorates the very important place of salvation that Our Lady has, that includes also suffering. The readings that the Church chooses from include two poignant stories at the beginning and at the end of Jesus' life. The first one is the presentation at the temple when Joseph and Mary come to present our Lord as part of the Jewish tradition and they encounter Simeon who tells her that a sword will pierce her heart. To bring your child for consecration, to have accepted a role in salvation and be told that about your child. If you are a mother or a father You can imagine that moment that if somebody prophesies over your child, you don't want it to be that a sword will pierce your heart. Mary knows from the very beginning of her walk with Jesus, and one day we will know in heaven what else she walked on earth as a child, if what we see is the devil attacking fiercely as he did to try to kill Jesus all the way through his life. What Mary might have endured, what sorrows, what attacks, what moments of defiance that the devil might have had on her life. So we know in that image of the presentation at the temple that we have faithfulness from parents fulfilling the Jewish law, the great sense of gratefulness to God the Father that they bring their offerings and also the mystery that Mary will keep these things in her heart. She will guard them, meditate on them and continue to walk in faith until the image of the second gospel option for the day where Luke shows Mary and John at the foot of the cross. And we find the two of them standing there and knowing that the Lord had died. Is that the end of that life of faithfulness? She's there standing in Latin, staccata, strong, firm, like a tree, a tree of faith, a tree of faithfulness, a tree of gratefulness, a tree that can look through that cross of the moment and look right through to the resurrection. A moment where we become entrusted through the Lord to Our Lady. He says, here is your mother. 
and he gives us the gift of his mother, a wonderful gift for us in the midst of our sorrows because we know that Our Lady has endured something as horrible as the crucifixion of her only son. We then can come to that place understanding that we're not alone, that she understands our humanity and she has surpassed that moment because she becomes the center of the church for that dark three days where they are all connected in the cenacle through fear, not knowing what is to come. Peter having betrayed the Lord, Judas having hung himself. What has happened to this story? What has happened to Jesus's miracles and palms of olives coming through as he enters Jerusalem on a donkey, all the acclamation of hallelujahs now a band disbanded, betrayal, death, loneliness, persecution. It sounds like Our Lady stands there at the foot of the cross. And it's hard to claim any victory for those three days. She holds the church together through dark times. She, at the cenacle, is the voice of heaven. She is the one that knowing intimately the things that she has pondered from that presentation at the temple can whisper words from the Holy Spirit that has lived within her. And she can do that for us today. Whatever is going on in our lives, if you are feeling desperate because something is happening in your family, whether your parents are fighting and looks like they might get a divorce, whether you have lost your job, whether you have exams and you feel that you are unprepared even though you've studied hard because the teacher doesn't really teach well, whether you are fighting a health battle or you have just uncertainty about what to do next with your life and you feel any emotion that resembles anxiety, desperation, depression, ask Our Lady to intercede for you because she is our mediatrix, that fulcrum point of salvation between heaven and earth, the vehicle that our Lord Jesus, the second person of the Trinity, chose to become one of us. What an incredible what an incredible gift he gives us at the foot of the cross as Mary standing there and she accepts it. She goes with John and from that day she lives with him. In our church, we have the tradition of having a, an image of Mary, Our Lady of Fatima that travels from house to house. And it is a way to physically invite our Lady, and because we need mnemonic devices, we need through our crazy mind that goes all over the place, reminders of God's presence in our life. Something as simple as a photograph of a loved one, now that my son is gone, it's very nice to have a photograph that I pass by and I can say a prayer, send a kiss, 
And that is the same thing with this little statue. We don't worship the statue. We don't venerate the statue. It is a reminder that God is in our midst. And so I like to keep a candle on and remind myself to turn that candle in my heart so that the Holy Spirit can bestow its gifts like he did to Mary. So friends, on a day where we consider the sorrow, the deep sorrow of Our Lady, where we understand that life has moments where all of us are going to suffer, we can look at the readings of the day and find in it solace and direction. Psalm 118 says, Give thanks to the Lord for He is good. This is a very important neurological discovery that when we are giving thanks, we cannot feel any other emotion. When we're giving thanks, we're putting ourselves in a place where the brain gets flooded with dopamine and we have an influx of wonderful neurotransmitters activated. So the more we become grateful, the more we give thanks, the less we can feel other emotions. And it is in the midst of hardship that we learn to give thanks best. To say when someone like when my dad died, to become grateful about his life, about the opportunity to have had him as my dad. It takes a while to get to a place out of grief, but thanksgiving is something that is going to help us. And when we read this psalm, that the right hand of the Lord is exalted and has struck with power, that the Lord in that death that we celebrated yesterday, the exaltation of the cross, and what that entails is the sorrow of a mother. And I know a few friends who've lost children, and I think it's very difficult to imagine pain that is harder than that, to see something that is unnatural, that children should outlive their parents. And Mary can hold the heart of anyone that that has suffered a, a, a difficult event like the death of a child. Uh, today, the church also reminds us to to pray the Stabat Mater, that we pray on Fridays during Lent uh, to remember the walk of Jesus on his last day on earth. And we mourn his death and we mourn with the mother as she is walking with Jesus to his death. And she is weeping, but she's weeping, standing up, strong, holding us. So friends, as we come to this day, acknowledging the sorrows of life, we have in Our Lady an incredible mediator that can hold all those pains, all those disappointments, all those moments where we feel abandoned, rejected, alone, fearful. She has the capability on her pierced heart to hold us and to guide us because she did that for Jesus. She held him and she guided him. So when we are asking her to do that for us, we are imitating our Lord. Friends, we have a great day to meditate on that place of the cross that holds both sorrow and joy. So let us go go boldly to the throne of grace. Father Almighty, we give you thanks praise you in this great morning, in this great evening, whenever you're listening, that you are attentive to our needs, 
we are grateful that you hear us, that you always hear us, that you chose such a perfect instrument to bring your child into the world. Thank you for giving Mary to us. Thank you that she can intercede for us. We are grateful that she understands our sorrows, even though that was very difficult for her. We're very grateful that in the midst of all of the difficulties that we have in life, we can feel understood by someone who, being chosen, experienced great suffering. We ask you, Father, to let your shalom from heaven fall thickly on our lives today, on all that we love and everyone that we are interceding for, that that shalom, Father, may come so that we may live our lives aligned with the purpose that you have designed for us, that we may meditate in our life, in our minds, in our hearts, the promises that you've made for us, and that we may step boldly into them, Father, without fear. Give us the grace of the Holy Spirit. We ask forgiveness for our sins, for the places where we have failed to embrace you, to keep our eyes focused on you. And we ask, Lord, with thanksgiving that you will give us today a fresh start, a new beginning, an understanding that after death, after the sorrow, comes again a new day of resurrection and victory and joy. And we ask, Father, all things that you know in the depths of our hearts. In the name of Jesus, amen. Hello, this is Sofia Fonseca de Niño, and I welcome you to this inner room. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram under the inner room, Emotions in the Bible. And we would love to hear your questions, your ideas, or your comments. Thank you for joining us today.